God ordained our marriage before he ever ordained our church ministry. You're listening to the 95 Podcast from the team at 95 Network, where we host conversations specifically to support leaders in small and mid-sized churches. Well, welcome back to the 95 Podcast. As always, my name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my good friend, Dale Sellers, and we are your hosts. Dale, I am excited for today's conversation. Are you excited for today's conversation? I am. I'm very excited. In fact, I, I don't usually give up my birthday for just anybody, but for this particular guest today, I, uh, I, I actually I didn't block the day off. So <laughs> it's your fault. Up, it's my fault. Yeah. We didn't record. But so I'm tur- actually I'm taking tomorrow off anyway. You're so turning 59, right? I am 59, and it, and and I was well, yeah, you are. telling you earlier the, the funniest thing happened. So I got a uh, happy birthday greeting last night from John Van Keldy. Yeah, uh, who we just had on Australia. the podcast recently, and he's in Australia. So it was like it was at eight o'clock last night. So it was mm-hmm. really funny because it was really my birthday already over there, and so yeah. that was that was a new one for me. So that yeah, was kind of fun. My brother lives in Australia, and whenever it was his uh, his birthday last month, um, he it's the weirdest thing because in order to wish him a happy birthday. You have to, you have to have do it like early. Yeah, it's just, it's so confusing. So. <laughs> so that was good. And then all of a sudden this morning, about quarter to six, all my friends start blowing up the phone to wish yeah. me happy birthday. That wasn't so good. But anyway, I love them anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> they Dale, were just trying to show me how spiritual they are. <laughs> I know. So Dale, tell us about our guest today and then we'll jump in. I'm so thrilled to have other guests that we have on today. We recently added um, a new member to the 95 Network team, Bobby Lewis, who is, um, who's in Pelham, Alabama, home of Dabo Sweeney. I will always say Woo. that. And... Uh, uh, and so I'm. Uh, he's one of our new members of our team, and uh, I'm not quite sure how I figured it out, but in a conversation with him, he was talking about his wife, Donna, who has a tremendous passion to help pastor's wives. And I said, well, that needs to be a podcast. And so today we welcome, not Bobby, but Donna Lewis. So Donna, we're glad to have you on today. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. And I am honored that you chose me and happy birthday from... Alabama. Thank Roll you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go Tigers. Okay, we'll stop that. Anyway, we're just really glad to have her on today. And uh, they've been in ministry for decades, just like Gina yeah. and I have. And so I just thought today would be a great conversation. We're going to talk about the dynamics of a pastor's wife, but uh, we want to speak today to the pastors. And then we're talking specifically today to, to, to male pastors because we're talking mm-hmm. about pastor's wives. We're not excluding our female pastors, but uh, th- that will be the angle we come from. So I don't want yeah. them to be offended and go, hey, don't you don't need to check out because there's dynamics that, that happen in all ministry situations. Yeah. So Donna, to get things going today, kind of tell us your story. You and Bobby have been married for how long? And then kind of dive in and just talk about your story a little bit, and then we'll figure out where we're going from there. Well, actually, next week, we will be married for 38 years. Wow. Oh, we'll, be 30, we'll be 39 in August, so we got you okay. by a year. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been quite a journey. You know, and you mentioned male pastors, and yes, I don't want the female pastors to check out either. It is the male pastors that need to get a a real good grasp on what we go through as their spouses. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for 30 plus years. It's a tough life. I'm just going to be honest. It's tough. When we first got married, you know, we were children's pastors. It's a long story, but we won't go way back there. But um, Well, let me ask you this. At the beginning of your story, did you know you were marrying someone who's going into ministry? 
I did. Okay, because so, so often people go, well, if I didn't know he was going to ministry, I wouldn't have married him. So I just <laughs> right. want to establish that up front. So, so you knew you were marrying into the ministry. Okay, so to so dive in. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, but I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I knew he felt the call, but I didn't necessarily feel the call to be a pastor's wife. You know, mm-hmm. I have heard other women say, I've always wanted to be a pastor's wife. And sometimes I wonder why. Do you feel uh, that way? Yeah, I don't. I don't hear that very often. So <laughs> uh, no. Bobby told me a statistic the other day that eighty-three percent of pastors' wives wish that their husbands would choose a different profession. Wow. And I'm just going to be honest and transparent here. I have felt that way myself. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've been in this for thirty plus years. In the beginning, when we went into senior pastor. I didn't necessarily feel God calling me to be a pastor's wife. So I kind of stepped back, raised our daughters. We have three daughters, kind of just stayed out of his way because I kind of felt like I might interfere with what God's called him to do. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. It does. Um, so I took care of the kids and I felt like I was just along for the ride. Mm. You know, I, Stayed out of his way on Sundays. And honestly, even today, I stay out of, out of his way on Sundays because I know nothing goes through there on Sundays. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> she, morning. She pointed at his head when she said that, by the way, for those uh, who are listening. Yes, yes. And I tell people all the time, don't tell him anything on Sunday morning that's important. Tell me and then I'll get to him later. <laughs> um, but, you know, through the years, you know, I really just felt like I was on the back burner. First church we pastored. They could have cared less whether I was there or not, Mm. as long as he was there Mm. to preach and make the hospital visits. You know, I just really felt like I was just an appendage. Mm -hmm. Mm. I was expected to be there, but yet not really a part of the team. Mm. And we are very much a team, Bobby and I, where for many years we, we did operate as a team, but the church itself didn't see us as a team Hmm. unless you've been a pastor and a pastor's wife you have people have no idea what what it's like because it's a 24 7 thing Mm -hmm. many late night calls you know calls being threatened i'm coming to kill you um (laughs) wow (laughs) we had that oh wow about three o'clock in the morning we got a call (laughs) from a guy and he was not his wife attended our church and Bobby got the call and her husband was not happy with her going to church and he told Bobby he was coming to our house to kill him. Oh my <laughs> like it was his fault. He, she was coming to church. Wow. Um so there are so many things that happen that people just don't realize. Mm-hmm. As a pastor's wife, we just get left behind a lot. Mm. There's a lot of hurt. We went through a very difficult um, season, and I really don't want to go into details, but it was a very difficult season. And Mm -hmm. I will go as far as to say, I mean, we had we had signed divorce papers. Wow. Um, We were in the process of fighting over the kids, and that's how far it got. Hmm. There was one particular night, and I'll never forget it. Now, this was many years ago. We've come a long way since that. Many years ago. It was about three o'clock in the morning and I was outside and I was laying on the driveway, Hmm. Um, but I was laying on the driveway and I was just looking up 
you know, at the stars. And I said, God, something's got to give here. Something's got to change. And um, I said, God, to be honest, I don't want to change. But what I'm willing to do is allow you to help me want to change. And when I did, when I prayed that prayer, something happened. Something happened within me. You know, I opened the door for God to come in and do some restoration, deep restoration within me um, to become more of what I needed to be as as just an individual, as a follower of Christ. Yeah. We've both got five million questions, and so I'm going to let Austin dive in with a couple of them. Because we've got a thousand directions we can go now already. Because I've been watching him. He's been writing notes, so I know he's got all these great questions. Uh, I do. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad oh, it's, thing, guys. No, it's a great thing because what, what we try to do with the podcast, uh, we try to let it be uh, to breathe so the Holy Spirit can speak to us what to ask so we can help people. And I can already tell you, even though we're recording this now and it hasn't gone out, when it goes out, the Holy Spirit's going to be already, he's already going to be talking to people. So go ahead, Austin. Yeah. So uh, you used the phrase uh, a couple times that you stayed out of the way. Mm-hmm. And even even still today, you know, I, I'm curious right. what's different today than when you first started. But what does that do to your heart when you feel like you have to stay out of the way all the time? It's very lonely. Hmm. You know, because I don't feel like I'm contributing to to the ministry that God's called us to. Yeah, I know that as being married to a pastor, I'm a co-pastor with him. Hmm. But it's very it's very difficult when others don't view you like that. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I am very secure with who I am with mm-hmm. being the pastor's wife, hmm. and. I do view us as a team and I do view myself as the pastor's wife and play just as important of a role as he does because we are one, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he does affects me and what I do affects him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what was different, what's different now is I know that. And back when we were first married, we were, young and dumb, (laughs) Um, you know, and I had the kids to, you know, to take care of having three little ones, five and under. I had them to occupy my time on Sunday morning, but now, you know, we are empty nesters. Thank God. Um, (laughs) It's a great thing. So you you got grandkids Um, so you can give them back. That's what you're saying. That's right. And we try not to keep them on Saturday night because I know how important it is for for Bobby to have his time in the morning and to stay focused on the word that God's given him for the, for the hour. And what I mean by staying out of his way today is totally different than it was, you know, 30 plus years ago, staying out of the way. I leave him alone so that he can stay in that zone that he needs to be in. So specifically, I'm curious, you know, thinking back to that season where divorce papers were signed and mm-hmm. you guys are in a dark place and your personal lives, I'm guessing for both of you and in your marriage and looking mm-hmm. at today, what has changed for both of you to just make that partnership more successful? I believe the biggest thing is our view of ministry hmm. because God ordained our marriage before he ever ordained the church or our church ministry. So our main ministry is to each other. 
before we can minister to anybody else. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, whereas before, you know, I would just stay out of the way and not say anything. You know, I'd pick our kids up at school and they'd say, oh, do we have to go to the church today? Let's don't go to the church today. Let's don't go to the church, you know. But um, And you were saying the same thing, too. <laughs> yes, I was. I was about, yes, but we won't stay long. We won't stay long. But, um, you know, I mean, when they're little, you got to drag them along. But um, wow. really today, it's we are more focused on our relationship first. Now, that doesn't exclude our individual relationship with God, but our relationship with each other is the first and foremost important thing. Bobby can still get so wrapped up in what he's doing, but all I have to do is say, hey, we need to go for a ride, you know, and he will drop what he's doing and we will, we'll just go for a ride and spend some time together. Hmm. Did it it ever feel like the ministry was the other woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I have told people that, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, your husband's having an affair, Hmm. but it's not it's not just with one person. You know, (laughs) it's the whole church, (laughs) you know, because everybody's everybody's wanting something. You know, everybody's calling, everybody's texting. And I hate to view it that way. But but that really is the most accurate way that you can describe it. And and I think what's happening in so many of those cases is the pastor is getting their self-esteem from doing ministry. And I would imagine, did you recognize that there were shortcomings in Bobby's life? He was trying to like, you know, and all the pastors do this. I'm not picking on Bobby, but we, you know, who you are at home sometimes is different than who you are at the church. Did you, did you guys, did y'all deal with that? Well, I mean, you know, I've kind of always known that a man gets his identity by, you know, what he does. Mm -hmm. I use this word loosely performing at church, Mm -hmm. you know, did tremendous things for his self-esteem, you know, and then when they didn't go so well, boy, did it knock him off the blocks. Yeah. We try to get pastors to separate. The calling is a divine call. It is Mm -hmm. something that you recognize, but we do try to get them to separate that it's really not who they are as a person because they're, first of all, the son of God, and then they're a husband or a dad, uh, and and and, and, but that discerning that line is so blurry. Mm -hmm. It's just such a blurry thing. We're in a mess. We're in a mess in this country right now. We're in a mess in so many arenas, and we are in a big-time mess within the church because we have so many leaders in our churches that are not healthy. Yes, and honestly, if your marriage is not healthy, you cannot have a healthy ministry. Right, it's yeah. it's it's just putting a band aid on something. Mm-hmm. It's just building a house of cards. If the foundation is not firm, if it's not strong, you, you're in a mess. And so there are people listening right now, and and you're like, you know, you don't want to hear what Donna's got to say because you're you, if you can avoid dealing with it. Right. But by, by it not coming up, you think it's going to go away. Hey, I wrote a book that tells you that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. It, it, it's going to come crashing down. Uh, and so uh, one of the things we want to talk with Donna about in the future is about finding ways we can work together to help pastors' wives. Mm-hmm. But today we just wanted to kind of dive into some of these issues that were that mm-hmm. are happening in their lives. And yeah. there's so much going on. There's just so many things that, that they are dealing with and working through. Yeah. Donna, I want to kind of dig into the black and white nature of your personality for a second. <laughs> so you... Um, you mentioned a stat earlier that 83% mm-hmm. of pastor's wives wish that their spouses did something different, which is a pretty startling statistic, honestly. Like, that is a yeah. crazy percentage. So if you could sit down with 
any of the pastors who are listening today and just kind of share some principles or advice or things that you wish that they would know or or understand about their spouse, what would those things be? The first thing I would say is listen to your wife. Listen to what she's saying. You know, if she's saying you're spending too much time at the church and not enough time with me, just Hmm. listen to that. And I speak from experience on that too, you know, now there was a time where I wouldn't say anything because I just let him go do, but now, you know, it's, it's like, Hey, I feel neglected here. So I need some time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, now I know I'm coming from the woman's perspective, not the man's, but you know, if the pastor would take time to just sit down and talk, uh, talk to his wife, and then listen to what she's really saying. You know, so many times we talk to each other and it goes in one ear and out the other. Because if you've ever heard of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From, Women Are From Venus, <laughs> it's an old book. You're too young. You may not have ever heard of it. I've heard of it. But it is an excellent book because God didn't wire us the same. <laughs> Hear her heart. And if you don't understand what she's saying, ask it in a different way. You know, tell her to explain it in a different way. Dig deeper because you just got to listen to each other. Yep. There's two thoughts I want to add to this. One, when I first heard John Maxwell way back in the 80s, he used to say this. He said, there's only two people I need to hear from, and that's the Holy Spirit and my wife. (laughs) If I listen to the Holy Spirit and my wife, then I'm good. The other thing I want to say is this. If you're in a place right now where you understand what Donna's saying is true, but you can't figure out what to do. You got to go get help. You, you got to reach out for counseling. You got to reach out for help. This doesn't just solve itself. No, it doesn't. Because there was a time where we did just slap a Band-Aid on it, you know, and thought, okay, it'll just go away. We don't, you know, we don't need counseling. We don't need anything. It didn't go away. It surfaced again years later. Mm-hmm. That's when we really knew it was okay. It's a serious thing here. We gotta, we gotta get a, get a grip on this, and we need help. And there's no shame in asking for help. Mm-mm. Bobby and I have talked about so many times, you know. And I mean, I have been hurt, deeply hurt, deeply, mm-hmm. deeply hurt, you know, by people who meant to, and by people who I'd like to think didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. It's just the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Hey guys, this episode's not over yet, but I want to let you know about something that's coming up here in Greenville, South Carolina on November 4th. We're going to host the first ever From Stall to Freedom National Conference, and you're invited. This is going to be a perfect opportunity for you to get away. I want you to bring your spouse, if you can, and just experience a day of encouragement. And then I want you guys to block off the rest of the weekend, get somebody to cover for you that Sunday, so you can just rest and refresh. You know, you can't effectively lead if you're exhausted. And so I really want to encourage you to come and be with us. My friend Bob Hamp and I will be leading the conference that day, and it's just going to be an encouraging time. Just head over to 95network.org forward slash national conference, or you can find the link here in the show notes. Man, I hope to see you there. So if you had the opportunity right now, let's just say that we flipped the podcast and you're not talking to any pastors, you're talking to you're specifically talking to their wives right now, and a lot mm-hmm. of them are in bad shape. What would you tell them? I would tell them 
to do whatever you have to do to get your husband's attention to sit down. Just be real with them and tell them how you're feeling. Because I know, you know, for a long time, I wouldn't tell Bobby, hey, I'm feeling neglected. You know, I'm feeling left out here because you're not including me in this. Please, please just listen to my heart and let's get let's get on a better path. Let's work on our relationship so that our ministry can be better for that pastor's wife who doesn't have anybody. I've been there. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me. I have a website, Donna.coach. Real easy. You got to tell them. For a long time, I didn't, I, I didn't really feel like I could share my feelings with Bobby because I didn't want to hinder what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a problem one telling him now, hey, <laughs> I need some time. I need some attention here. And I have the hardest time believing you ever had a hard time with it. So <laughs> it's pretty. It, it's, it's I get a, it. You. A lot of times you go through the motions. You, yeah. you, you do. You, you live. You live. Living under the expectations of the church will not will not sustain you. No. It, it, it may get you through a, a period of time, but at some point you can't take it anymore. So I get that. Yeah. Oh no! In the beginning, oh, I looked the part. We were, you know, we were the happiest people when we got to church. I mean, I had the right hairdo. I had the right clothes on. <laughs> my kids looked just right. But you know what? Finally, I just got to a point where it's like, you know, enough's enough. God created me in my uniqueness. You know, just be who you are. God's created us all uniquely. Yeah. And it's okay to be that. You know, I am finally okay with that. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Every pastor's wife has heard it. I know. You have to do that because you're the pastor's wife. I don't have to do anything because I'm the pastor's wife. Yeah. (laughs) I came to that realization. I, that's a cop out on the other person's part. In my opinion, I don't have to do anything. I don't live my life the way I live my life because I'm the pastor's wife. I live my life because God's called me to live a holy and righteous life. And that's what I'm accountable for. Not being a pastor's wife. Yeah. That's as good as it gets right there. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. It is a very serious thing that we teach that, Ministry is third on the priority list of us as leaders. And, you know, first is our relationship with God. Second is our relationship to our family, primarily our spouse, then our kids. Uh, And third is our relationship to our church and how we, we lead our ministry. And I think it's just, it's so common. This is why we've had this conversation today, but it's so common for us to flip that and to start with our ministry and then kind of go down the list from there. I just want to personally just encourage our listeners that whatever Donna has said today that has even a little bit just kind of tugged at something in your heart or just made you think of a moment that you had with your spouse recently of tension or anything like that, that you've kind of ignored or haven't like addressed or, you know, merits a conversation. Don't shove that aside. We want this uh, episode to to lead to those conversations mm-hmm. and to unify you and your spouse in the mission that God has you on together. And so I just wanted to just share that with our listeners that listen to that, listen to that prompting mm-hmm. that that God is kind of stirring in your in your heart. Donna, you guys have been doing this a long time, mm-hmm. and um, you're moving toward the, the the third and fourth quarters, if you will, of ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most? 
I'm looking forward to making the biggest impact that I can hmm. in the last days that I have left. And I want to do it with the partner that God's given me to do it with. You know, I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I feel like my greatest ministry is outside the church, not inside the four walls of our church. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to finish well. I want to finish well. I want to add value to to those that I come in contact with. Do you feel healthy today? I feel absolutely healthy. Now, have I arrived? No. No, no, no. You I mean, said, we're all, if you said you had, we, if you had said you had, we'd edit that out because, because <laughs> none of us have arrived. So you're lying. No. Yeah. I I do feel I feel healthier now than ever. And then, and one other thing I want to ask you too, in in that line with that, are you pessimistic? Or are you optimistic about the future? Oh, I'm optimistic optimistic about the future, but I'm pretty much op- optimistic about most everything. <laughs> okay. But um, I mean, you know. You, we can look at what's going on around us and and we can be the Debbie Downer. But you know what? God's got some exciting things for us to do. I agree. And I want to be a part of it. You know, I don't want to miss out. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything, you know. <laughs> um, I, I figured that about you. <laughs> <laughs> we always love to close out our podcast episodes with one question, Donna. And Mm -hmm. that is that you are talking to hundreds of small and mid-sized church pastors today. And what is just one last piece of advice, support, or encouragement you'd like to give them? I would like to say, I know that this podcast is kind of directed toward pastors' wives, but I would like to encourage the pastors that, that will hear this podcast to kind of take, take these things at heart too. And Hmm. if your wife doesn't reach out to you, Reach out to her yeah. so that you so that you can have a healthy marriage, so that your ministry can be healthy. When you have a healthy marriage, it makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Everything better. I do have a heart for the pastor's wives, but the pastors have so much, so much to do with it. They need to get it too. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the 95 Podcast. We are grateful for you. We are cheering you on. And we just want to remind you that the work that you are doing matters. Hey, as a thank you for listening to today's episode, we just wanted to let you know that if you head to our website, there's a little section called Shop. And because you're a podcast listener, you can get 10% off anything in the 95 Network store. We have Small Church Strategies in there. It's a video series. We have a resource called Vision Box. We have Dale's book called Stalled, uh, and the list goes on. And if you use the code podcast, you get 10% off any of it. So it's just an easy way for us to say thank you to you for listening and just some more resources you can get from us. If you're not already subscribed to the show, take a quick moment, hit the subscribe button or the follow button on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a future conversation that we'll have on the show. Uh, We're always trying to find uh, valuable guests and valuable topics to just add value to your ministry journey. So that's it for this episode, and we hope you have a great day.